Hello and thanks for dropping by here at manxradio.com for another My Tunes podcast. Mark Tiley, the nation's station, Manx Radio. This week on My Tunes, we are very much back to the music with a musician and a lovely fella who did a heck of a thing for hospice here on the Isle of Man, and you probably saw what he was up to. You may well have heard the single Fragile. Anyway, he is my guest here. We'll talk about that and loads more. Steve or Stephen Nash, you tell me. We always go with that, Steve. Go with Steve. We go with Steve. Okay, just saying. You know, don't want to get it wrong. No, uh, I think whenever I'm called Stephen, it's usually the old I'm okay. in trouble. Yes, getcha. Getcha on that. I'm looking through some windows here because we're in a studio where Maldoon came up to play and we reckon it's about 14 years ago or thereabouts. I'd, I'd guess it's 2011, uh, couldn't be exact, but yeah. Something we, like that. We came up and we did a, an original, we did Ghost Cat, we did a cover of Billy Jean, if I yeah. remember rightly. Yeah. And we had a right old natter for a bit. It was amazing. Maldoon, what a band. I mean, right at the heart of Isle of Man music for how long? We formed in 1994 at Balcomine. Um, there was four of us, myself, uh, Denzel Smith, Darren Miller and Gary Smith. Then um, we dropped down to a three-piece uh, about 95 and started gigging in 96 um, with our first gig at the Forester's Arms. And you haven't stopped? No, we haven't stopped. We've uh, we, we've really released a few albums along the way. We did a little mini UK tour. We've, uh, we're still going. We still do a gig every now and then um, just to keep. It's, it's a chance to catch up with each other, have a beer, play a few songs. And the army still turn out? They still turn out. They're all getting a bit older now. They've all got three or four kids, and, uh, you know, it's hard to drag them out of the houses, but uh, there's still that Cordoon army who come out and say hello. Well, I'm delighted. And it's great to catch up with you again. To say it's been too long is, it, is, is an understatement. It's been a few years. <laughs> it's been a few years. So, let's talk about solo work. When did you start working on things just on your own? I guess, in some respects, I've always worked on stuff on, on my own, but... It was always incorporated with the band because I'd sit down with Gaz and we'd work things out. We got to around about 2010 and I'd written a few songs that I didn't think were right personally for what Maldoon were doing. And I had a, a discussion with Phil Reynolds um, of Small Bear Records in the office. And we had this whole discussion about an acoustic album. And that took us till 2016 to start doing anything about it. How long was that? Six years. Good grief. Um, and I think that worked in our favour in a lot of ways because I really do think that the songs weren't strong enough back in 2010. So that's when World Outside My Window, which was my first solo album, that's when that was born. So And everything from there, we've sat with Phil and uh, various different people over the years now too who've, who've been incorporated in the, in the, the Steve Noshy Nash thing that we do. Yeah. Well, go back to Balakameen for me for a while, but you got Muldoon together from school. Yeah. When did you first start playing? Uh, really, at school, maybe 12 or 13. There wasn't really much musicality within the family. It's just something I kind of fell into. Um, sports and music were the two things that I really loved. And growing up and hearing all the, the 70s, 80s rock that my dad used to play, that really got me, you know, your ears kind of at 10 or 11, you're kind of picking things out that you really like. So I just kind of fell into it really with Gaz and, and, and Denzel and, and Darren, and, as well as Paul Salisbury, um, Post War Stories, and Ben, and we were all good friends at school. So, Now, I reckon that quite a few of these tracks this week have come from that formative era with your dad's music yeah. choices. So let's have the first one straight away. The first one, uh, we're going to go with uh, Uriah Heep and The Wizard. 
Now, when did you first come across this? I probably didn't understand the exact kind of what the song was about, or I didn't really understand it. It was when Maura was 14, 15, and hearing back these old, gone through Dad's record collection, I was like, this is mental. This is absolutely brilliant. And Uriah Heap the Wizard is just a track that's always sat and I've always listened back to. If you ever got to see Maldoon, or still might get to see them because they haven't stopped, they're just sort of gaps between the gigs have been a bit longer than they used to be. You will know my MyTunes guest this week, Stephen Nash. Steve Nash, we established yesterday. Uh, vital part of the band Maldoon, great solo artist, and very much influenced by Dad's record collection, as we discovered yesterday, first of all, with Uriah Heep. Yeah, um, Uriah Heap are just an incredible band, but Dad's record collection was, um, even go back to Geordie, Brian Johnson before, the whole um, ACDC thing, uh, UFO, and, you know, Thin Lizzy, the whole kind of late 70s purple, you know, the whole purple rainbow that 
there's an excellent album called Purple Rainbow, which shows the, the family tree of the two bands, if you like, and it's just an incredible album to listen to. It's an amazing era, and, and as you say, people going with different bands and falling out with him and then going in with that one, it happened a lot. I want to just focus today on a brilliant project, the single Fragile that you put out for Hospice. Talk us yeah. through how that came about. Um, very unplanned, um, very emotional, and very proud. Uh, my mother-in-law spent a little bit of time in hospice before, unfortunately, she passed, and I hadn't, I hadn't sort of experienced hospice before. And the care—it's just—it's it's incredible. Um, the people at hospice are just—I can't—I can never really find the words. And we we came away after obviously everything had happened, and I was just rehearsing, and I just started putting this little thing together, and I thought, Do you know something. I really like this and I think we can do something with it. So I gave Phil a call and said, look, I've got this idea. I've written this track called Fragile. Um, can we, in effect, stop what we're doing now, the next project we're working on, and can we do this? And what I want to do is release it as a single and any money that, that is, comes in from it is going straight to hospice, which is, in effect, that that's what happened. Mm -hmm. So we raised £550. So I'm really proud and, and happy that, that hospice have now got that money. Well, it's a beautiful song, and I know. Well, just before Christmas, I think Christy was down there with you, and yeah. you actually played it, played it down, down there. at hospice. Yeah, yeah. And if people do want to still top up the pot, they can. Um, yeah, well, they can just come just uh, direct to hospice because yeah. what what I did was we did it for a period of time. Okay. Because if we have little bits and bobs coming in in January, February, it's hard to keep control of everything. So okay. we did October the thirty first to December the thirty first and uh, the support was incredible so from personally thank you well well brilliant work and it's a great great song thank you and I, we, we obviously played it quite a lot on manx radio we're still playing it and uh, we'll continue to do so thank you very much and i uh, really appreciate the support from from everybody at manx radio uh, who's who's been incredibly helpful and, and just very supportive well it's our pleasure now i want to talk about this next album we'll go on to the track in a moment because i love this album bad company straight shooter yeah was this in your dad's collection it was and it was oddly enough it was the dice that kind of when you're going through things the dice kind of picked up to me and and having listening to the album and even now you listen back to the album and for me, it sounds as honest and as raw and as... It's a timeless classic, in my opinion, and I just think Bad Company are an, an incredible band. And great writing throughout that whole album. The, the Lyrically, it's just incredible. And even just the little, the little guitar licks, the little bass runs, they're just incredible. For me, they were incredibly addictive. Which track, though, are you going to go for? Well, I've, I've decided to go for Shooting Star. Now, what's drawn you to that? I think that the, the start of it and the story. Um, it it drew, drew me in straight away, and I think lyrically it's just an incredible song. Johnny was a schoolboy when he heard his first Beatles song. Love me do, I think it was, but from there it didn't take him long. Of a guitar, used to play every night. Now he's in a rock and roll outfit, and everything's alright. Don't you know? Johnny told his mama, Hey, mama, I'm going away. I'm gonna hit the big time, gonna be a big star someday. 
so far on my tunes this week, we've been really in classic rock mode. We've had Uriah Heap, we've had Bad Company, without giving anything away. We're going to take a left turn for today's choice from Steve Nash, my MyTunes guest. Steve, thanks for doing this. No, I pretty appreciate it. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lifelong ambition, I've got, got, I've got to say. I've, I've listened, I listen most every day, pretty much. We've had all sorts of people on here, you know. Yeah, well, I, I hear them most days, have you? <laughs> but it's great to have you with us. Influences. Now, when you're a singer-songwriter of any description, there are people in your in your sort of sphere out there, and you think, I like that. Oh, that, that really works with me. Influences as you were growing up as a songwriter. Oh, influences. I, very, I was very, very heavily into Guns N' Roses, um, Metallica, um, Iron Maiden. Very much stuck... And that's who I kind of listen to. But even influences now, I listen from Buddy Holly, the big bopper, to um, really sort of heavy uh, Ramstein kind of area. So I think I've always had an eclectic mix of of music that I've listened to. So this will allude to um, the next track, I guess, when I say this. But two of my greatest heroes, if I would say, are um, Ian Broody from Their Lightning Seeds and uh, Paul Heaton from um, Very Well, Beautiful South, mainly known. And I just think they're two very, very clever, lyrically amazing, talented people. We will talk a bit more about them in a moment. When you're playing, is it a case of building a song as a whole, or are you lyric-led or or music-led? Generally speaking, I'm lyric-led, because it's just something I really enjoy. I write a lot of poetry as well. So really, I, I write lyrics and poetry, and then... When I'm rehearsing, I'll just grab some of the lyrics out and then we'll just see if we can figure something out. Every now and then you just get that random moment um, where you end up with something in about 30 minutes and you think, where did that come from? And there was actually a song called You're On My Mind that I wrote um, a few years back, 2018, I think. All we did was uh, we we sat sat at Phil's and we were like, we'll just put a demo down. Five hours later, we were sat in the pub with a release single. Whoa. Which which actually playlisted with Max Radio as well. So that, that was a really kind of weird... So it doesn't happen very often, but we, we just put the demo down and then we will, you know what, let's just do the whole thing. It's funny you say that because um, a lot of people I've talked to on this on this show, musicians, have said that some of their best songs come quick. Yeah. Real, really, really quickly. Less time to think about it, I think. If you're working on something I find for two or three weeks or, you know, two or three days, you start picking little holes in it that don't exist and you're just going around in circles. So for it to just flow and come out almost instantaneously... I think they are the best because they're raw and they're natural. You're not having to think about it. And I think I find I love it when that happens. It's just a brilliant thing. Are you one of these artists who says about their songs, it's actually, it's never really finished? Certainly when you're in the studio, there's always more, there's always more. But you have to say, right, that's that's enough. That's why I love working with Phil. Uh, because he's the one that tells me that's enough. Uh, go to the shop, go and get yourself a drink, come back, and then we've stopped. Because... We're as bad as each other in some ways, but I do need somebody to tell me to stop <laughs> because I have all these random ideas about, oh, we could get this and we could get that. But hey. Third track then. You mentioned, well, you, you've sort of teased us it could go either way. What's it going to be? Well, I've gone there with uh, The Beautiful South in a little time and it's one of my favourite tracks um, of, of all time and we were given permission, uh, myself and Sabina, on uh, my last full album to do a cover version. Um, Paul gave his blessing. I won't repeat what he said. He just, I'll put it in a different way, as long as it's not as good as our version. (laughs) That's wonderful. Let's hear it right now. 
iTunes, we get a rich mix. Well, we try to. And we have musicians, and sometimes we have politicians, sometimes we have artists, poets. But we've got a poet and a musician with us today. Steve Nash, a massive part of Muldoon, an institution for the Isle of Man, Steve, I would suggest. Wonderful solo artist. And do you write poems aside from the lyrics? I sit and I write a lot. When your mind's in a little bit of a pickle and you, you kind of, I find writing is my escape, if you like. And I, I will look at certain things and go, Do you know, it's not going to be a song that it's it sat more in that poetry area um, where if I've written something and I can hear the melody starting in, in my own mind, then that goes in the song pile. So there's like a poetry pile and a song pile. I've thought about it for many years of putting a poetry book together. I might get around to it at some point. I might not, but... It's a, um, it's a good next winter project yeah. to have up your sleeve. Yeah. Have that one up your sleeve. You mentioned, probably just off air, about playing the bass as well as the guitar. Yeah. So in terms of music, um, guitar, bass, anything else we should throw in? Um, no, that's really... I play a little bit of keyboard, a little bit of piano, but that's just guesswork with ear. Um, but I've, I've been very lucky with everything that I've done. Um, Chris Cole has played the cajon. 
uh, for us. I mean, Nice Lauren has played piano for us. Um, I don't want to forget anybody here, but uh, Sabina Yajambek, who's done a lot of singing with me and will continue on the next project with us, which won't be a solo project, it'll be a, a Nash and Bean EP. Um, and Phil, who's done some bass work and guitar work for us, and Heike. I've been very lucky. Um, and Gaz from Maldine's done a little bit with us as well on, on, on some of the songs. I've been re very lucky to have some very good friends who are very, very talented and, and, and something I'm very, very thankful of. Well, let's look forward to the next project. Tell us what it's all about. The next project is um, it's going to be myself and Sabina. Um, so this is going to be done in a, an EP fashion. Um, we've got three songs written. We've got two songs we're working on. And we're hoping sort of towards the end of the year, we're going to have a look at doing a release, maybe sort of September, October. It might be a bit later. Um, it's just when we all get to sit down and actually put the work in. But Sabina and I rehearse quite a lot, so we're pretty ready to go. Now, when you say an EP, uh, I always, because I'm very old, think of the seven-inch EPs, which are two tracks on either side. So I sort of think EP is four. Yeah. But I've known EPs go to six. Yeah, well, we've, we've certainly we've got three, <laughs> maybe five, but it's a long time till September, October, so yeah. it may end up as an album, yeah. Yeah. And what about the physicality of music? Do you still think it's important to have a product that you can say, look, hold that, hold my CD, hold my 12-inch vinyl, hold, you know, is it important? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I think um, the manner of the way music has gone with, with the Spotify element. A lot of musicians make a living. I'm lucky. Um, this is just a side thing that I love doing. It's a, it's a hobby, and it's a hobby that I really enjoy. Um, but I think the Spotify's of the world really hurt musicians. To be able to go into HMV and buy somebody's CD, to me that still means more than sitting and hitting a download button because I own something. It's not just on, on a playlist. I have something physical. And also, after a gig, people like to buy yeah. a CD. If they've enjoyed your gig, oh, I'll buy one of those yeah. CDs on the way out. Yeah. You know, and, that, and that's great for you. And it is brilliant. I mean, you know, I've been looking up, um, just a quick note before I forget, um, Rob and Pam from uh, But First Promotions, who have been bringing the, the, you know, the legends that are local, you know, and that's given me a different audience to hear my music. And through that, people have done exactly, you know, have you got any merch? Have you got any CDs? Yes, I have. And it's great. But if I haven't got any CDs, oh, I'll look online tomorrow. Does anybody have a look tomorrow? It's too late. It's done. It's on the night. They've had a lovely time. They want to take that away with them. Yeah. Very much so. We are heading back to, well, actually, we're going over to the uh, Americas for this, I do believe. Your final choice. One of the reasons I do this, meet lovely people and hear new music. It's a band I've not come across before, so tell me all about it. It's Shinedown. Um, a band that my a very good friend, Joanne Lewis, um, introduced me to. They are very clever, I think, in the way they write. Um, lyrically, they are incredible in how they portray feelings um, about different things in life. And, and Joe and I have had this chat and about when your mind's not in the, in the greatest of places. And, you know, I think Shine Down in certain songs portray how you feel in an incredible manner. And the one you've chosen to finish off the week? Is um, Shine Down a Symptom of Being Human. Well, Steve, we'll play that in a second. Just thank you for the many, many years of Muldoon madness, all your solo work, the work for hospice. You're a lovely fella. Keep it going. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Well, thanks for being here.
strange Always so inclined Coloring outside the lines Yeah, you were never on time You've always been slightly awkward Kind of weird Upside down and not all here What's wrong with me and you Is crystal clear Sometimes I'm in a room Where I don't belong And the house is on fire And there's no alarm And the walls are melting too How about you? I've never been the favorite Thought I've seen it all Till I got my invitation To the lunatic ball And my friends are coming too How about Shine Down, great band, a symptom of being human. The final choice of my guest all this week on my tunes, who has been Stephen Nash. And don't forget, new projects, new music coming soon from him. Thanks for dropping by. And don't forget, join me when you can for the Mark Tiley Morning Show, 9.30 to 12, Monday to Friday, on Manx Radio.